Two weeks ago, after a year's delay because of the pandemic, baseball finally played its Field of Dreams game. The Yankees and the White Sox played the game in Dyersville, Iowa, the site of the critically acclaimed movie, but not on the field used in the movie. For its Field of Dreams game, Major League Baseball built a replica that seated 8,000 fans, most of them native Iowans, who had won their tickets priced at $375 in a lottery. In the warmth of August, two Major League teams gift us a forever moment. The White Sox, the Yankees. Come to our Field of Dreams and play ball. The selection of the White Sox for the Field of Dreams game was a perfect choice because the 1919 Black Sox figure so prominently in the movie. When an Iowa farmer, Ray Kinsella, hears a voice telling him, If you build it, you will come. He builds a baseball field out in his cornfield. When the field is finished, the ghostly ball player who comes out of the cornfield is Shoeless Joe Jackson, the most prominent of the eight Black Sox who fixed the 1919 World Series. He is soon followed by the other disgraced Black Sox, as well as a number of baseball legends. Is this heaven? It's Iowa. While the movie's Field of Dreams gives several characters, including the disgraced Black Sox, a chance to recover their love of the game, the most emotional moment comes at the movie's end when Ray Kinsella discovers that one of the ghostly ball players is his father, who, worn down by life, never had the chance to follow and fulfill his dream of playing big league baseball. The final scene has Ray Kinsella playing catch with his father while thousands of fans in a stream of cars head to the ball field in pursuit of their own dreams. Maybe this is heaven. fields are beautifully designed and manicured, perfect for baseball. Most kids grow up playing on far less perfect fields of dreams. In my own case, though I grew up in the city, I had the good fortune of living around the corner from a ball field. The field was located just at the entrance of a bridge leading across the Monongahela River and out to Forest Field where one day I knew I'd be playing for the Pirates. Unfortunately, my ball field, in location, shape, and condition, was hardly the stuff of dreams. It was part of the Ornsby Recreation Center on Pittsburgh's working-class South Side. Built during the Depression as part of a WPA project, Ornsby was surrounded by Pittsburgh steel mills and sat next to the Duquesne Brewery. With soot from the steel mills falling from the sky, no grass grew on the field, and during the summer, the field became so dusty that city workers had to oil it. Resembling a lopsided Little League field, it measured 160 feet to left field, 180 to center, and 120 to right. It was bounded by a 30-foot high chain-leak fence to keep balls inside the field because any ball hit over the fence, fair or foul, was an out. The field was too small for baseball once we became teenagers, 
so we played softball games with a leather-covered 14-inch ball and didn't wear gloves. With its short dimensions, the field forced us to learn how to hit the ball through infield and outfield gaps, and with no gloves, we had to catch the ball with two hands. Our mothers had a love-hate relationship with the field because it got us out of the house all day, but when we returned, we were filthy with grimy sweat rings around our necks and sometimes oil streaks on our clothes and sneakers. But it is where we learned to play the game, where we developed hitting and fielding skills that we used to advantage when we played baseball on bigger fields. Over the years, I've played on countless fields, ranging in geography from western Pennsylvania to southern Illinois. My ball-playing days began on an oddly-shaped dirt field in Pittsburgh and ended on a perfectly shaped grassy park district field in Carbondale. I've even played games of town ball in a Cooperstown pasture, just a baseball throw from the Hall of Fame, with my wife Anita as one of my teammates. I certainly have my share of memories of dramatic plays and games played on those fields, including Anita emulating the Cardinals' Ina Slaughter with her mad dash around the bases in Cooperstown. But my most vivid and pleasurable memory is simple and undramatic. It's the memory of playing in the outfield, drifting under a fly ball, and reaching out to the heavens to make the catch. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.